All right, moms, we are going to do it together and learn how to manage and build a schedule and a rhythm of life in our homes because right now we're all in it together and most of our children are not in school and some of us work like myself and you know childcare is probably challenging so let's really be strategic and everybody's situation is different what i am going to do here is sort of a general way of creating a rhythm of life and schedule throughout our day and not make it complicated it doesn't have to be hours of work it could be five minutes and i want you to be able to do this so, so strategically that you can actually teach your seven-year-old, your 10-year-old to do this and make it part of the norm. So here's rule number one. We do not have to entertain our children. I think entertaining our children is a form of robbery because then they grow up thinking that they need to be entertained by the world in order to feel as though they are fulfilled. And it creates a false expectation of reality. Number two, our children need work. And what I mean by that is competence, the ability to do things and knowing how to do it well builds confidence. We all want confident children. Let's teach them how to work at home, whether it's laundry, whether it's making a meal, whether it's um, helping with a sibling, where it's reading a book to them, where it's give, you know having the older siblings with caution Teach them to give our, our, our younger siblings a bath, uh, you know, with, with obviously everything with supervision, but give them a, a, an opportunity to rise during the season. And so you're not depleted because you're doing everything for them. And at the same time, you're also giving them a beautiful opportunity to rise into their competencies, competency skills that leads to confidence. You would be amazed at what our children are capable if we actually give them the opportunity one of the things that I am finding with a lot of the parents is that doing things for them is actually a form of robbery, even though our intention is to actually help them. By doing it for them, we rob them of an opportunity to learn a skill, to learn how to problem solve, to learn how to rise and actually be very um, intentional about contributing to our home. So number three, Building and creating and managing our homes and contributing actually gives them evidence of their worth. That is so important. And what I mean by that is if they know that their work is actually helping mom and dad, then they um, think that they're actually seeing that, wow, this is, this is making me feel valuable. Now, distinction. In the women's school, we live in distinctions. They are no long, no, they are not any more worthy or less worthy by their performance if they work or they don't work. However, and that doesn't change. Their worth is objective. They are good and beautiful human being, regardless if they help out or not. However, it helps them to actually find evidence of their worth, that their work is meaningful. This is what helps us to see that we are meaningful human being because we see that our work is meaningful. My daughter, Pia can give my four-year-old um, a bath, right? And it she sees that, oh, this actually helps mom with a baby and her work because I can cut off time her work. Then she's able to think, well, this is extremely helpful. I am a helpful human being. I am valuable, right? She's no less valuable if she does or she doesn't, but she starts to actually acknowledge her own value because work gives us a sense of, um, uh, um, um, I would say, evidence that it's a form of contribution in our home. So they can help with chores, they can help with laundry, they can help with, and really ladies, if you're starting at this sort of new because you're, you know, you've been doing it for your children, 
it's a great place to start. Okay. So I'm going to actually um, give you just right now, just this one-on-one with creating a rhythm of life and schedule. It doesn't have to be complicated. And I have a, um, what is it called? A, uh, a whiteboard in my fridge. And you can do this in five minutes once you figure out the basic. Okay. So I'm going to show it to you in real time so that for those of you that really haven't, um, really been accustomed to doing this, you can actually do it. So I'm going to make this 150 and I always change my font. I'm like a font crazy because I just love to be able to, I'm going to make this big so that, okay. So the first thing I do, so this is our new, you know, rhythm, right? This is our new routine. Okay. So you can just say, this is a routine. And if you want to do it and mirror it in your, um, TV, that's great. So this is what I typically do. Okay. And I just go, uh -huh. da, 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 da. okay, so here we go. Time and then schedule. Okay. So here we go. So this is, let's just say, and this is kind of real in my house here. I've been giving them an opportunity. Typically everybody rises at seven because there's no school. I want them to actually sleep in. Okay. So eight o'clock to eight 30. Okay, they uh, rise, okay, ready and eat and breakfast, okay? So ready, brush teeth, teeth, bed, make bed, clean room, okay? So that's important and they have to eat breakfast. And then they can say, okay, 8.30, 30 to nine o'clock, they can clean up, okay, clean room, okay, clean up time. I don't know why that says clean, clean up. So now you can, you know, depending on your children, say, okay, this is Pia, you're in charge of the living room, all right? Bo, you're in charge of, I don't know, the kitchen, the, the, the dining room, okay? And it's half hour. Jack, you're in charge of watching and reading a book read to babies, to babies, uh, read to babies, right? And say, Ina, you're in charge of um, upstairs, okay? Everybody actually needs to make their bed, okay? So I say, Jack, you are in charge of um, checking all the rooms. Okay, there we go. So now it's nine o'clock. Now, if you already have an abbreviated schedule, you know, for us right now, we haven't started school yet, but you can say nine o'clock to 12 o'clock is time block one, right? Time block. And what they do is that for us right now, it's, you know, my children, I have seven. Uh, it's a time to actually play, um, uh, play by themselves, family playtime. Okay. Family playtime. Now in that family playtime, I say, okay, there's one person in charge of the little people, right? So that even though I'm around, even though I could still work, I could still create emails and I'm, I could still listen in what's going on, but one person is in charge of the children. So on Mondays for myself, you know, Pia is in charge of the, my babies. I call my babies, my three and four year old, right? So that she can actually play house with them. So I give her options, house, puzzles, um, you know, whatever, Legos. So 
And then it's family playtime. So they can play quietly in their room or upstairs, okay? And they have to actually play together, okay? So then that's it. And then let's just say, and but this could also be when school started, it could be a school time block, right? And so it could be that you're doing school right next to them or with them. I am going to actually employ, not necessarily pay them, but my older son to help my my seven-year-old and um so i'm gonna actually give them real tasks to help with their schooling because i have to i don't have a choice and so while i'm kind of managing everyone else they can actually create an opportunity of actually helping each other and that's part of the responsibility so for us right now 12 o'clock to 12 30 is actually lunch right and you can find a person in charge of lunch it could be something easy quick um basically you find a leader for lunch that's going to help clean up and prep. That's it. Okay. So now 1230 to 1.30, I usually put a movie on. Okay. Movie for children. And so then that way, and then sometimes it's up to two. So I kind of give them a buffer. Two o'clock to um, four o'clock is another, you know, time block. Number two. Okay, so whatever that would be, could still be school. For us, uh, I have um, work time with the babies. It's upstairs, you know, for my children, my, my three and four-year-old playtime with the babies. Um, it's upstairs and it's activities, right? And I'm right there. I don't, you know, I typically um, kind of done at, at three o'clock. So I kind of manage everything. But the older children, I don't expect, to have all these different activities for them. I expect them to come up with activities. I expect them to figure out what to do. Here's a bunch of crap. Here's your station. This is what you clean up. This is how you prep. And then, you know, someone's helping in charge with dinner. So four o'clock to five o'clock, four o'clock to actually, you know, six o'clock is usually to us, it's family playtime. And that's where we just go outside and play or board games and they're free to do activities. Some, some, I know my son, my husband, it does allows my older son to do 20 minutes of video games. Although I think that's going to be gone. That was just for spring break. So that looks like that. And this is also dinner prep time. It could be right here. Activities, this could be laundry. This could be cleanup, um, you know, additional cleanup clean, clean up. And it's also whatever it is that needs to be done in your end. And you can do is manage. If you have two children, you can just sort of, you know, help them manage. It's probably a little bit less work. Um, and then four to six is playtime dinner prep. You have somebody in charge of dinner, of dinner. And then, right. So dinner is six o'clock to seven o'clock is dinner and cleanup dance party. I don't know why I can't somehow clean up dance party. Okay. And then from there, seven o'clock to eight o'clock, it's kind of free time. They play with friends. If they can, we have one neighbor that we can play with and um, they are allowed to play with friends depending on um, kind of situation. We have one neighbor next door that we allow them. So, <clears throat> you know, family family time because dad is out and this is where we do sh you know pia um, gives the baby baths showers clean up all of the above okay uh read books and this is actually do a time of prayer here uh, and then eight 
8 o'clock to 8.30, we somehow manage upstairs. It's kind of a, a journey to go upstairs, make sure the teeth are brushed and everything. And then 8.30, okay, for them it's lights out and they can play upstairs. The older children to 9.30 can play quietly in their room, in their rooms. The baby should be asleep. My little three and four-year-old sleep. I'm putting rock to bed. And then 10 o'clock is lights out. 10 p.m., no noise, no noise, lights out, okay? So uh, for younger children, obviously, if you've got an, uh, you know, younger children, it would be a lot earlier than that. I've got a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, so they kind of stay up till about 9.30. So really easy, nothing, you know, I, I think complicated. And I'm showing this to you because once you kind of master this, you can do it really quickly and it's easy to recalibrate and change it. And it, it, you can do it in five minutes. And sometimes you know, schedule change week per week. So you can kind of just shift it a little bit, right? And so that it doesn't have to be sort of complicated. But I think the main thing is that we're not here to just entertain our children all day. I, I think it's a robbery for us to think, oh, this is what I need to do. I need to have a movie here. I need to have a craft here. I think we give them the materials. We guide them. We write alongside them, but we don't have to be entertainers for them. I think we rob them of creativity and problem solving and thinking, my, my, you know, my children say, you're bored. I'm like, well, you're close to actually creating something because boredom is actually part of us getting into a space where we're mentally creating and inventing and strategizing. So that time of quiet and silence is so vital. Otherwise, we actually teach our children to just keep going, go, 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 go. And it's about doing. And then really, I have to tell my children because it is a busy world. It's like, okay, we're not doing, we're being. <laughs> and, you know, and sometimes I have my kids who say, mom, are we being right now? I'm like, yep, we're being. And also, ladies, I think it's important to now really build an opportunity for, for them to really contribute in this season of saying, listen, we are in a different season in our world. And our world right now requires us to actually recalibrate the way we're thinking, the way we're living, or the way we're doing things. And so I need you to actually work with me and recalibrating and let's strategize so that mom and dad can still continue to work and provide for the family. But at the same time, I need you to do your part to build and that you actually are now such an important part of me helping the whole family transition. And there has to be scripts. There has to be a shift of actually living. And it can't be a complex way of living. It has to be sort of creating a seamless transition that, you know, in life, there are seasons and in seasons we need to be recalibrating quickly. And it, it starts with us creating a rhythm of life. I think a rhythm of life uh, protects our peace of mind. So it's not us going into chaos. It's a transition that helps us to create um, boundaries and, you know, implement things that are actually important. One of the things that I put in there really was exercise. I actually just kind of, it's built into our day to actually exercise. And so one of those things of time block is just get some exercise. And I think the skill here for mothers is to manage, you know, I always say management sales are crucial for motherhood. And if we don't, we're going to suffer because we have to sell, you know, kindness. We have to sell homework. We have to sell contribution and we have to manage our children. It's, it's leadership is inevitable in motherhood. And it's not just sort of this, okay, I'm leading. No, it's strategic leadership. It's practical. It's spiritual. It's emotional. It's mental because what we need to be able to really capitalize on now is how to model calm in a state of panic. 
how to manage transition of different situations. We need to be the one that they're going to look up to and say, okay, it's just a season, mom, and this too shall pass. Mom, what's the script here when everyone else is speaking neg negatively? I'm like, Pia, your script is, what's the opportunity, mom, during this transition, right? And they need to actually be equipped in knowing how to talk to themselves, how to talk to other, other people, whether it's Skype or you know, through their whatever the school system so that they're spreading hope and not more negativity. And that is a culture we instill at home. And it begins with our own mindset as mothers to actually not also ride the wave of negativity, because I will tell you, it is easy. If you need time to recalibrate, if you need time to re-nourish yourself and say, okay, I just need a few days to kind of get on the fact that this is going to be a new season. I need to learn and learn and relearn that is vital. We cannot ignore fear. We cannot ignore anxiety. Otherwise, we sweep things under the rug. What we can do then from those um, moments of fear is then learn to be aware when they come up and then manage it, right? It's about managing because right now it is about giving birth to a new woman. It is about recalibrating. It's about actually seeing this as an opportunity for hope, for contribution, for all the beautiful things that can come out out of hardship. And it has to begin with you being very intentional and strategic with how you're going to manage your home, beginning with how you're going to manage your mind. So which requires us women to actually be, be constantly learning new skill set. Because if we are not, we are going to get pummeled. And it's important for us to rise during the season and not go into despair. Okay. So there's new set of shifts, there's new skills, there's new awareness in the moments of crisis. And we have to be the one that's leading the charge in our homes to say, all right, it's a new season. Let's recalibrate and let's shift and let's do this together. So ladies, this is, um, I hope this actually helps you to really get practical about it. And remember that every home is different and there's, you know, different ways to do things. This is a blueprint and you can tweak it. But what I want to show you is that it doesn't have to be complicated. However, it does require us to be very intentional and create new boundaries and expectations in our homes so that we don't fall into the trap of doing everything for our families at the cost of our own sanity. That is not the way motherhood was designed. It was never designed to be a life of just survival and giving and giving and giving without actually being nourished. It is also not designed for us to raise children who are just sucking the life out of us without being actually thoughtful and selfless to think how can they be part of the contribution in their home so that they can think of themselves as also contributors of humanity. We prepare them to actually be, um, be intentional about their um, ability to impact humanity for the good by helping them think of the way they contribute to our homes now. There's never been a better time to pivot. I think I encourage you to really be intentional about scripts. If you don't have scripts, I want you to join the woman's school. We have hundreds of scripts. I want you to join our masterclass. Be very intentional about saying, okay, more than ever in history, I need to learn how to manage who I am as a woman so that I show up whole and not be depleted in this time of crisis. 
learn, go to um, email, email us at info at January.com. You can find me in Facebook. You can find me um, in uh, Instagram and DM me. And ladies, let's really be very intentional about rising practically by gaining a new level of awareness in our mindset and rebuilding our skills so that we can rebuild the world one woman's worth at a time, strategically, intentionally, so that we then become the hope that the world needs today. They are counting on us, ladies. We can do this together. This is January Donovan with the Woman's School, encouraging you to rise and be a woman of hope in this time of darkness.